1: Welcome to the guest room to its blues. My name is Steve Lipman. I'm joined by Daniel Pone and Emily Cannell. My first question is for Emily. Emily, if you had to like show somebody a movie to describe your personality, what would it be?
2: Oh, wow. That's a good question.
1: Thank you so much.
2: Um, to describe my personality? Mm-hmm. Um... You can't just spring questions like this on me. Too. I do it every week. This is know, this is the thing. I know, but normally they're like, "What is going on with the tree in your backyard?" And that, like, <laughs> I I know the answer to. It's a good point. Um, I'm gonna say Love Actually.
1: Great answer. Because love I that like, movie.
2: Love Christmas. I love. All the festivities, there's like so many different storylines. So it really covers like different facets of a personality. There's like romance, there's humor, there's like travel. Um, I love London. I studied abroad there. So I'll go with Love Actually.
1: I think it was a really good answer. I'm very impressed. Uh, Dan, I take it you haven't seen that movie. I think I've seen part of it.
2: Oh my God.
1: You know, when I was... In, like early in high school, this used to be the movie that you would watch with your BF or GF around the holiday time. Um it was a big deal. Does Jordy like that movie?
2: Um he tolerates it. He watched it for the first time with me. We had like a Christmas movie like Switch, and I made him watch Love Actually, and he made me watch Die Hard, so. Mm. And did you like Die Hard? It was fun. Yeah.
1: Um you know, the purpose of today, um, obviously, is to make money. But other than that, we're also going to talk about trades, different trades that the Sixers could or should make. Dan, where do you think is a good place to start here? Uh, obviously, uh, Ben. Oh, actually, you know what? I have a place to start that uh, I figure we can talk about this because it's not directly a trade thing. But I want to know if you guys think it matters at all. Ben Simmons' brother, I believe the brother that was the shooting coach, I'm not sure, but I think it's the brother that was his shooting coach who did a bang-up job. His likes on Twitter include somebody named Dave Hughes commenting on Joel Embiid after Embiid said that the turning point was when Simmons didn't dunk it. Uh, The pass, basically. Dave Hughes said, you don't want to play with this guy. He ain't team." Uh, the the shooting coach brother liked that. Do we think that matters at all in any way? Um, Dan, I'll start with you. What do you think? Is this something we should care about? Uh, Oh, and by the way, uh, Harrison put in the chat, Harrison, who we love, and I think we'll have to call on you at some point here. But uh, Harrison said his name is Liam Simmons. That's the gentleman's name.
3: Yeah, I mean, whether or not, first of all, I just want to say that's really stupid because, like, I would rather play with the guy who like occasionally calls you out than the guy who passes up open layups and then says nothing. Uh, yeah. that's just me anyway. Yeah. Um, whether or not you should care about it kind of depends on how mad you want to get at Ben Simmons. Uh, I, <laughs> I've, I've found it cathartic to be mad at him, uh, the last week. So really all season, but especially the last week and, um, so for me, I think it's uh it's a good one. I think that uh you know it makes me think things like get him out of here, let's trade him and uh put some good players around Joel if you're someone who really likes Ben or is really sad uh i mean i've I'm kind of sad that Ben didn't work out, but I've been over it for a while. I've not believed in Ben for a little bit now if this is new to you and you're a little sad about it, then maybe you will just want to just wanna stay away because it's gonna make you sad uh for me, I think that. I'll 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 pretend to care about it a little more just
1: because I'm pretty excited about the idea of him being traded. Um Emily I want to know do you think this is uh anything anybody should or does care about and do you think it was poor form on Joel's part to make that comment as as Dave Hughes suggests he ain't team so I would like to know what you think about that.
2: Um I think that Joel is very much team. <laughs> <laughs> So, I disagree with um Mr. Hughes, or is that what's his name Dave Dave Hughes, yeah, Joel is very much team um Joel played you know on torn leg or torn ligaments in his knee and was the only thing keeping us afloat sometimes, so very much team. Um, I don't really care though that his brother like liked it. like he's probably just supporting his brother, like whatever. like you didn't even know his name. He's not really anyone. He's clearly not yeah. a good shooting coach. so
1: like,
2: <laughs> like your tweets, Liam, but Joel is team so
1: um yeah, I, I mean, I think it's because of my personal bias in this situation, but I had no problem with MB. And- just venting in in one sentence, which I feel like he never does outwardly. And, you know, he just sort of dragged his torn knee through a playoff series and, you know, had a complete no-show from the second-best player on the team. So uh, I think in a perfect world, you know, you only say all the right things and you're uh, never mean in any way. But I just – I sort of get it. Uh, Dan, I imagine you're similar in that, like – I don't know. I'm having a hard time faulting Joel for that specific comment and, and don't really think that that's what we should blame. If Ben feels alienated at this point. No, I mean, I know that,
3: the you know, the con, the, the context has been somewhat removed in a lot of, you know, the discussion around what he said, but I think even if you remove the context, it's similar to what he means, right? Like I, I know he, you know, later on said, you know, that was the beginning. And then we did this and I did this, but the meaning, I think, you know, if the, the people who are upset at Joel, I don't think they're taking away a ridiculous meaning from it, which is like, I do think it was in some way calling out Ben, but I also think that Ben being called out was deserved. And it's not like he dragged him and said he stinks or anything, but sometimes if a guy makes a play that bad and you are on the court and it was a momentum killer,
1: I mean, and the season's over now.
3: This season, you have to be able to, like, you know, Ben has has never liked being called out. Uh, he, You know, we've heard that, that he was not happy when Brett Brown did it, and he wasn't happy that Jimmy Butler did it. And that's, you know, seems to be part of the reason why those guys are not here. Um, but sometimes, like, you have to say something. And, and Ben's a star. Ben needs to be able to take star-level criticism when he, well, I mean, I I don't use the term star that loosely, but Ben's a three time All Star and definitely considers himself a star, as do a lot of people, um, and and he needs to be able to take some of that criticism, uh, and he really hasn't shown any ability to take criticism. I mean, with the how many points did Trey Young have and how many assists? Nah. That has. Like I know I we've talked about that before, but like I have no issue with Joel, who you know they're the those are the there's those are the two All Stars. And one of them was not playing like one, and the other one, you know, made a comment. And it was fairly harmless. I think he was, you know, I think it was, you know, targeted at Ben a bit. But it was, it wasn't like he said, "This guy stinks. Get him out of here." And I understand his frustration, so I, I can't take any issue with it. And he was,
1: yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Thank you to Dave Hughes for that uh, five minutes of content. Really appreciate it, uh, Dan. Uh, where should we start here with the trade stuff? Do you want to talk about that sort of godfather offer and then we can go from there into the ones we got on Twitter and some other ones?
3: Yeah, so I have some put together. We can definitely um, – I can just go through some. But let's start with um, – and I think we may have discussed this privately but not on the podcast, but let's talk about this. So I think it's important. This is a good starting point. Um, you know, if the offer were um, – You know, you get down to it, there's Lillard's available, a bunch of teams want him, and the Sixers can get it done, but they can give no less than Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Stiebel, every first-round pick they're allowed to trade, and every swap for the first that they can't trade in between. So you're going to have, you know, the worst of two firsts, and no, you know... Guaranteed, just your firsts going forward. You really, you have nothing to trade in terms of draft capital after this trade, and you're giving Simmons, Maxi, and Thibel. Do you do it,
1: Emily? Do you want to start?
2: I say, I say no. I think. And that's, tell that's me, tell me, like, like where you get to says, on that. But yeah, I just, I understand going all in to win a championship, but to me. I I personally don't want to go in all in to win a championship if it means that we have nothing after that championship. Like, I don't want to be the magic, you know, after a championship two years later, you know, if team goes somewhere and then we're the magic and I don't want to – I would rather be good and, you know, d- draft a, draft a first-round pick in you know, like a Giannis at number twenty, whatever, and it works out and we have better people in the front office and that's how we sustain a good team. Like I just don't want to be terrible again for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get that. I um you know and part of it is like I you really would hope that trading Simmons, who is like, you know, by almost every measure, the team's second best player and uh, on a cost-controlled contract that obviously now might not look like a great contract anymore, um, but who has all of the whatever accolades. And then you also trade, uh, you know, a young guy like Maxi, who I'm sure a lot of people in the league like, and you trade a guy like viable who just made the all-defense team. Like, you would hope that at least one of those saves you from trading every single pick in the team's future, but Lillard is that good and – he will be that in demand by teams around the league. So uh, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that, you know, at the end of the day, this will be what the offer has to be. Uh, I, I'm I'm slightly hopeful that it won't have to be every last thing, but, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, and I just think, for me, the thing at the end of the day is Joel and is winning a title with Joel. And I think that, you know, because then you get down to, like, Zach Levine, like if you could make a Zach Levine trade and save some of that other stuff that gives you more depth or more flexibility in other moves like, you know, h- how do you factor those in and what equals what? You know, it's not it's not like uh, all graded on the same curve. At the end of the day, if if you could make Lillard a sixer, I think you basically would have to do it because of Joel's age and his history and just in my mind, how special he is. Um, you know, this is there. There's no doubt, like Emily said, like we'd probably be fucked after, after Joel retires or you know is sort of done uh, being a superstar, and and when Lillard has met his end, like yeah, that's probably then we're starting over, and that that will definitely suck. But to me, the bigger crime would be, you know, not properly surrounding him for his, you know, in, in his prime. So. Uh, yeah, it's a long way to say I, I think I would do it because I think you basically just have to get the best guy with Joel uh, because he's this good right now and there's just no wasting time. Dan, tell th- Oh, yeah, quick. go ahead. Sorry, just, just to go
2: off that. And I get it. So, what if, because once again, everyone knows, even if we get Dame, a championship is not mm-hmm. guaranteed, a championship is never guaranteed. Right. Say, then, you know. We have, I guess, we have Dame under contract for like three, three years. What is he through? So. 05? Yeah. So say after that, that makes Joel like thirty. Dame leaves. We have nothing. Would you do that if it meant Joel left too? Say Dame so leaves, it, and then Joel's thirty, and we have nothing but Joel. And Joel's like, screw this. I'm not doing it. I can't like. I want to win a title. Say we don't win a title with Dame. And this is all what I've said and everything's hypothetical. Right. We don't win a title with Dame. Dame leaves. Joel's like 30. And he's like, I have no one to play with. I have to get out of here.
1: So I have a question. In the other scenario, does Joel retire a sixer? Like in the other scenario where they make a move that isn't Dame, does he retire a sixer?
2: Yeah, because he can compete every year, I think, personally. I think that we could compete every year if we don't sell the farm.
1: Well, you know, I mean, if I knew that the outcome was that they don't win a championship with Dame and Joel walks, uh well, then, then of yeah, course okay. I yeah, then of course I would choose the one that is Joel on the team Yeah. <laughs> but no, but I get your point, which is that, you know, even at your best you maybe have a ten percent chance at winning a title. And like Or
2: even if they do win a championship with Dame, like Joel could walk, like Kevin Durant won a championship with the Warriors and he was like, I don't wanna be here anymore.
1: Yeah, but for me, it would so all be bad. worth it. It it would all be worth it if Embiid is a champion with the Sixers. Even like, if he Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't
2: I, know if I can – I can't watch him play for another team. I can't. I also he think even he'd even be forever.
1: infinitely more likely to – you know, he already loves being here, and we've had a bunch True. of fuck faces with him for 10 years. So it's like, you know, I, I think that he would Fair. be – I think it's much more likely that he stays if he's like completely immortalized in the city through a championship. So that's,
2: fair. Uh, I don't like, hundred yeah. percent disagree with you. I'm no, I, it's, I thought that was action. an
1: interesting thought process. Yeah.
2: And I just, I, uh, yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah. It's scary. Dan, Dan, where are you at with your, both with Emily's question and with uh, the original, like Godfather offer question.
3: Yeah. I mean, I would, I, for, I would do, I would make that
1: trade.
3: Um I, I, Know that there's a lot of people who have like GM brain who like to think about like second round picks and like were just absolutely enamored with the George Hill trade like immediately and thought it was like just amazing because they've been in love with George Hill and were like saying things like we need to trade for Glenn Robinson the third before we actually did and <laughs> like these are not. Like, I understand they matter, but these aren't the moves that take you from losing to the Hawks to a championship. Like, they, those are the things that, like, they take you from losing in the finals, you know, in, like, six or seven games to, like, maybe having a shot after that. But right now, the Sixers, I mean, like, let's, like they were pretenders. Like, they, they were. Like they lost to the Hawks, who lost to the Bucs without Giannis, who were getting killed by the Nets before the Nets got hurt, and are now d- just looked awful against the Suns. Like the Bucks don't the Bucks look like frauds, and without their best player, they beat the team we lost to. Like we look multiple steps away from competing in the playoffs, and the answer to that is what the answer always is in the playoffs, and is to go get the best players you can and put them on the floor, like the superstars. And I think if, if, if like, you know, addressing Emily's hypothetical, of course, if, if I know it's not going to work, I wouldn't do it. Like, you know, if I knew we weren't going to win, I wouldn't be interested in any trades. I would say, I, I just don't even care about the team, but I think that they are a certain number of trades away from a title. And if you're worried about Joel staying, showing him that you can get the great pieces around him, that you're willing to take risks and that, you know, giving, I think that puts you in a best chance to win a title which gives Joel the best chance to retire a Sixer, right? I think he feels less pressure to win a title if he already has one here. You know, then he he, he, he waits it out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, the Sixers, if they trade for Dame, are probably still not favorites, right? Like, I, I, the Nets are probably going to be the favorites as long as they're healthy. Um, and that is what it is. But if you're you know believing in Joel and you're saying that you know Joel's the guy that we win around ben's ben is not that guy which i i strongly believe that ben is not that guy i don't think ben is the guy that you build around to win um, then you look at joel and you say you know maybe it's not possible that we're the favorites for any of the next 3 seasons but it's also not possible that his prime lasts any of the next 3 seasons so your options are you can basically tear it down. I mean, there's no guarantee Joel is is going to be that valuable after a few seasons from now because maybe he takes a step back, maybe he gets hurt again. I mean, he's going to be older on a on a history of lower body injuries, he's enormous. Like who knows, right? I am not obviously not saying that's a guarantee, but nothing is guaranteed. There's no guarantee that Joel is is, you know, going to be great past the age of like 32. I mean, that's hard. Look at that's like Blake Griffin's age now. Like it's hard for on on these bigger guys. Um and so Joel is going to be 28 when we play the playoffs next year, and so if you believe in him to at least maybe not even make you the favorite, but give you a shot, and you know sometimes things happen to other teams. Look at the Nets this year, right? They were pretty clearly the best team and had injuries, and it happens. And it doesn't take anything away from the Suns and Bucks that they were they were hurt. You know, a championship's a championship. So if you if you believe in Joel, I think you have to give yourself the best chance to win a title in the next three years. And I think that that's getting Dame. And if it takes all of that to get Dame,
1: I would do it. You know, the uh, I remember we when we were talking about the Harden thing, um, a big part of the Harden thing, you know, I obviously would have done the Ben for Harden thing uh, basically the whole time. The only worry in the back of my mind was since Harden has basically not gotten along with every other star that he's been with, like what, what I will not be okay with is if Harden comes in, they clash, and Harden says, get Joel out of here. Like, that, that is too far for me to even think, like, then if we win a title with Harden and somebody else, like, then, then is it all worth it? It's like, to me, no, like, because I care more about Joel than anything else. Lillard is such a reputable teammate and, like, culture builder type of guy that I would have very little, if any, worry about, a situation like that because he just seems like a guy that people love playing with, and and uh, so yeah, I would be I would be really excited about that. Let me ask. Okay, you've got one door, which is Dan's uh, proposed Harden trade, which is all the uh, proposed Lillard, Lillard trade, which is all the stuff uh, to get Dame to Philadelphia. The I'll other door, another
3: Harden trade, if you want.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Um, maybe we're still in the hunt for him. Uh, the other door. Is Zach Levine, and for him you trade Simmons, and you trade a first-round pick and let's say Shake Milton, get uh, Lillard,
3: or both are on the table.
1: No, assume both are on the table. Both are on the table. One of them is everything for Lillard, and the other one is like Simmons, you know, maybe Shake and a pick for uh, Levine and salary that that makes the trade work. Dan, do you still do the Lillard one because he's the better player?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm not confident that, like, you're not going to get a great player with your remaining picks Sixers are already down a first. They'll be down another first in the Levine trade, which is fine. I still think that's a fine deal if Lillard's not there. But, like, you're not going to get another, you know, all-star level player next. You know, you're not going to get a fourth all-star-ish level player. Um, And so if you can put, you know, Lillard next to Embiid and Harris, and I think he makes life a bit easier on Harris as well. And then then I think you do it. I mean, Levine had a great year last year, but he's has one more year till you have to pay him a ton of money, which is fine. He'll be worth the contract, but he was like, you know, I think 25 last season and was like a very end of all-star roster in the East type player, which is like good. He's a good player. And he like fills some needs that we have, but like Lillard's like a, Perennial All Star has hit some unreal shots in the playoffs. Has 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 won playoff series, uh, in in you know in the fashion of just carrying his team, and is you know, Levine's a, a very good scorer and and he's gotten better at other aspects of his game. And I like him a lot, and I think he's an upgrade over Ben. But Lillard is like bored like he's if he's not top ten, then he's like top eleven or twelve mm-hmm. right now, um, and. I want that guy. I don't want the top twenty-seven guy. I want the top ten, top twelve guy. You know, we've talked before when you know in the context of you know Joel taking a jump, but you know the the jumps at the top of the league are huge, right? Like the difference between like Ben and Lillard versus like Bogdanovich and Ben is like is like Lillard is just so much better. And and even though they're like probably closer together in like ranks of players when you want to rank them, because like the great players are just so much better. And I want that guy. I want that guy next to Joel. I think Joel's a top five guy. And I think that Lillard's arguably a top 10 guy. And if you could get two of those guys on the same team and honestly still have some decent players around, I mean, I think shake can play a role. I think that, you know, that you, this gives you a chance. You still have Seth Curry. You can bring back Danny Green. Tobias is still there, and he's going to be in an even better situation. That team is not depleted from that trade. I want that trade.
1: Emily, I take it that uh, since your aversion to the uh, that Lillard offered we were talking about, you would probably rather do Simmons and less stuff for Levine. Is that right?
2: Um. Maybe, I don't know, cause that one Dan was just talking, I was like, yeah, that is a pretty good team. Like, I just, yeah. if we could like not give all the picks, that's what I don't want to do. Like, I don't want to give all the picks. I'll give the players. I don't want to give all the picks. I know that's not the question. Um, then that's not the offer that we're talking about, but that's just my fear is that like depleting any way of rebuilding or getting any other people if people leave, like if their picks are gone, we've got nothing. Um, but I'm fine with giving the people. So like half yes, half no. That was a great yeah.
1: I, I mean, it is it, it is totally a going for it move, you know, for right now. Uh, but I will say that you you know Emily just said it like there is still guys on the team and they can bring back guys and I have confidence in Daryl through the mid level exception or veteran minimums that that he would be able to find adequate people to to fill out the bench. So uh, yeah. I think that's interesting.
2: I also um, wouldn't, like, be mad if we made the offer. No, definitely like, the yeah. all-in offer. I'm just a risk-averse person. Mm-hmm. So, like, my first instinct is, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, like, yeah. I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be like, sure. this is terrible.
3: You would get Sick. excited right away. I mean, we would all get Lillard jerseys. like it'd be, Yeah, uh, get yeah. A jersey. 100%.
2: I'd like, be, a I lot be of fun. so excited. It's just yeah. me personally, I'm risk-averse. That's why I'm not an NBA GM. That's the only reason I'm not an NBA That's the only reason.
1: Is. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Dan, what else did you have there uh, on the trade front? All right. So here's one that
3: is uh, a little bit uh, maybe more palatable in terms of picks. Uh, I think it's kind of ridiculous and would never get the deal done, but it was put out on Bleacher Report, so I'm going to read it anyway. Um, Bleacher Report put out an article of, I think, five trade packages and landing spots. Portland Trailblazers star Damian Lillard, and this is from Andy Bailey. Uh, I think they all kind of suck, but the Sixers won. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. I Thanks a lot, these, Andy. Th- these, trades are, these trades are not good. They're not. Um, I don't think they're realistic at all. I would love it from the Sixers' perspective, though, so that's why we're going to say it. Um, we just talked about the Godfather offer, so I don't think you know there's any really need to discuss if we do this. I'm sure we all would. Uh, but here's the offer. Damian uh, Lillard for Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, a 2021 first-round pick, and the rights to Portland gets the rights to swap firsts in 2022 and 2024,
1: and that's it. Yeah, I mean that's just getting Dame for less stuff than we've been talking about. So definitely, so, yeah, I would yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm. Are, no, go ahead. Are there other trades on there for like other packages that he has listed for Lillard that you think? would rival the one that you were just talking about for, uh, for, from the Sixers,
3: the Godfather offer
1: or yeah, the-, the, no, the Godfather offer. Um, basically asking, who do you think yeah. at the end of the day, the Sixers will be up against and knowing that, you know, Lillard and his agent will certainly steer some of this because they'll, if he asks for a trade, he'll also say where he's excited to go.
3: Yeah, so I'll preface this with I don't think the the article, not just for the Sixers, is offering as much as they could in all of these trades. But I can give you some of the ideas of what he's putting packages around for other teams. Um, So we have uh, Lillard to the Knicks for R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Emmanuel quickly, and a couple firsts and a swap. Um, We have the Pelicans uh, getting Lillard and Covington, which I, I let me just get off on a little aside here. I feel such deja vu because last summer I kept trying to, you know, not maybe not summer because the season was thrown off with the bubble. But I kept wanting to trade, you know, Ben for Harden and and every trade I did. I was like, well, let's throw Covington in. Covington was on the Rockets. And and this was they traded him soon after. But I was like, "Oh, I would love to bring Covington back." So I'm just going to throw him in. And now I feel like I'm doing the same thing again with all my Lillard trades because now Covington's on the Blazers, and it's just me trying to trade Ben for superstars and Covington. So yes, me- uh, yes. So Lillard. Then for the so this is for the Pelicans, Lillard and Covington for Brandon Ingram, Eric Bledsoe, a couple firsts, actually like and like four firsts. Um, then there's uh, the Celtics. Which is for Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and two firsts. Which, if the Celtics wanted to go all in, they could probably make a better package than the Sixers. Um, I think that you know Ben Simmons being this beat all guy is definitely not the case anymore, and I think you know people might have to get used to that. Like if if Jalen Brown's on the table, he is the better young player. Um, but those were those were the destinations that he proposed here.
1: So I feel like a, a Jalen and everything package would beat a... Well, although, you know, the young guys the Sixers have are very valuable and probably really well thought. They are. But but still, I think as a center pace, Jalen, especially at this moment in time, would beat the Ben package. Where I take solace is that I feel like there's hardly any way that Lillard goes, get me to Boston. Like, it does not seem like, you know, over the last handful of superstar trades, some place that these stars want to go. So uh, I would hope that that uh, wouldn't happen. Emily, is there a team there that, that you think the Sixers will be sort of fighting out the most on their way uh, to a Dame trade?
2: I mean, I think the Pelicans are interesting. I think people want to play with Zion. So I think that one's interesting, but like, I don't, I don't think that I would have, would do that deal. Um, They would need to give more, but I just think as like a destination um, and a, and a fun, like, young player to play with. I think that one's interesting. Um, I did learn recently that Dwight and Dame have the same agent, so hopefully Dwight tells Dame wow. one of the fun things about Philadelphia, and that makes him want to come here. Um, maybe Joel can get that agent, too. That would be good. If Joel signs with that agent, that's a really good sign for us.
1: Oh, you're right. Joel's looking for a new agent. I'll do why. Yeah. That's why, <laughs> why Joel's in Margate, New Jersey. He's taking all these agent meetings.
2: Yeah. Like everyone else is in the Hamptons at Michael (laughs) Rubin's billionaire party. And Joel was just like doing wah, wah, welcome
1: to America. Yeah, it's great. He's really one of us. Um, When it comes to New Orleans, Dan, what do you think about them? The only thing like because Brandon Ingram is really good and, and would certainly, and he's, you know, a young guy that you can build around and, you know, they'd have to give all their other stuff. The only thing from the Dame angle is that like, you know, Zion's like 21 or 22 and I don't know that, the timeline is exactly lined up right for that, but he's also really good. What do you think about new Orleans as a, you know, potential, uh, Lillard trade team?
3: Yeah. I mean, any given trade is not likely on its own, but I don't think it's something that you would write off. I mean, I think there's Zion has, you know, respect around the league. He's already a great player at a young age. Um, and he doesn't really seem to fit that great with Ingram, whereas with with Lillard, I think Lillard makes his life a good bit easier. Uh, I don't necessarily know if that's going to be Lillard's top destination, but um, hey, I mean, New Orleans is probably a fun place to be, so who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, what I will never understand about David Griffin in New Orleans is that he gets there, he trades for Steven Adams, who I think is a terrible fit With Zion and immediately extends him before he plays a game for them. I really don't understand. That was weird. uh, Why they did that deal. I don't get it. He's also just Uh, not uh, good. Yeah, I mean, he's strong and he's very handsome. He went to Pitt, which is cool. Yeah.
3: But he's not that good.
1: Yeah. Um, Going to some of the fake trades we got on Twitter. Uh, All right, let's go through these. This is from Joey Raniero. Uh, he said, Ben Simmons for DeMar DeRozan, Trey Lyles, and the 41st pick in the draft. Uh, it would have to be a sign and trade for DeRozan. So this, in the real world, would be, I think, a little bit more complicated than, than just like that. Uh, but let's say it's that. It's Simmons for DeRozan, Trey Lyles, and the 41st pick. Emily, would you do that? No. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, don't, um, I don't
2: really like DeMar. I think he's kind of washed. So
1: He's, you know, he's good he but I like don't think he, he seems like a lovely guy um but I just you know he's never had a good moment in the playoffs like all of those Toronto teams were sort of uh you know symbolic for like great regular season bad playoff runs all of that um and he also doesn't shoot threes I mean we would get we would get another guy who doesn't shoot threes uh, as your primary guy Dan what do you think about this or any sort of package around DeRozan
3: uh, no, I wouldn't do that. I mean, be happy to uh, to get DeRozan on the team for like I think he's a plus player, but someone's going to probably give him a lot of money. The Sixers would if that's the you know the package in a sign and trade. And uh, no, like <laughs> I think that you know I, I I try to look at all of these as if like what if this is the best you could do? Um, like like you know if. I would prefer giving everything for Dame, but if I can't, and the best I could do is Levine, right? I would do that. But if the best I could do is DeRozan, at that point, I would just hold on to Ben and trade him later. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. I'm not comfortable with getting nothing for Ben, even though I think it's important. Ben is not here, but I also don't think we'll have to make that choice. I think that someone will offer something. But if for some reason they don't. You, you can't give him up for nothing you know if if for any other reason he's he's somewhat he's an asset to someone and he'll do something that impresses someone eventually you know he'll, he'll have a good stretch in the regular season i don't see how you go into the playoffs with Ben again and i think it's kind of tough to even go into the regular season with him but if you have to take him to the deadline you you, you do it if it's that low of a package. De- DeRozan is not making us a, a title contender.
1: Yeah, I, I, they're not going to trade him for pennies. They're just not. Like, Daryl, I don't think, would do that in any way. And I really think the hedge against that is taking Ben and attaching stuff to Ben to get the best player. So that that if Ben Simmons' value is lower than we expect it to be, I expect Daryl to, like, overcompensate with Ben to make it a more palatable deal. Um back to the Twitter trades we got. This is somebody named In Reverse. Uh, this person said Simmons for DeAaron Fox and Harrison Barnes. What do we think of that trade, Dan? Um I would
3: I would trade Simmons for Fox, so yes, I would
1: do that. Um uh, Emily, what about you?
2: So fun fact, that was one of my trades that wow trades. Nice. But I had but I had Simmons and Shake for Harrison Barnes and De'Aaron Fox and I would do it
1: wow so tell me tell me your Great rationale with uh, with Fox and 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 also tell me are you in reverse on Twitter like is this That's your trade <laughs> okay good now good
2: now everyone knows Mm-hmm. Um, I just really like Fox. I think he's a good young player, and to, Harrison Barnes has a really big salary. He's a fine player. Um, so that it works, works salary-wise. Um, so for them to, you know, they have to unload a big salary to take Ben's salary on. But I would love to have De'Aaron Fox on the Sixers. I think that'd be super fun, super fun. So, yeah, yeah. I go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna
3: say, you know the um the the trade you make, right? It it doesn't have to be what you go into the playoffs with necessarily, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the thinking is like, well, if Dame's not available, but you think he might become available during the season, why would you give Ben then? And, you know, while that may be true, if, if Dame is, if your, your hope is that maybe he'll be available closer to the trade deadline, well, that gives you enough time to trade for a guy like Levine, trade for a guy like Fox, if you say, you know, we want to move on from Ben, you get a younger guy. They have value in and of themselves. You see what they can give you. Their value is probably higher than Ben right now anyway. And, you know, you go into the season, by the time Lillard may become available at your suspicion, you can aggregate the guy you traded for already. So, you know, you're not just you're losing everything. You could trade these guys. These guys have their own value and you can move them as well if you really like Lillard and think he becomes available Without having to pass on, you know, if the Bulls say, you know, we don't want to pay Levine that much and they they won't say it, but they're quietly shopping him, right? Or or the Kings with Fox, you don't miss out on that opportunity because you're just waiting, waiting, waiting for Dame. You can go for that opportunity and still and still have Dame in the back of your mind.
1: That's interesting. yeah, and I, I that's not something you think of because I think that it's easy. For fans to think of the Simmons trade as the trade, and like if you make that trade, then there's your team. Um, but you're right; there is a period of time during which you can't trade them, and then uh, or aggregate them or whatever, and then after that you can you can pivot if you if you need to. So I think that's a good point. Let's get to one more uh, from Twitter here uh, before we get out of here. Uh, this is from Sexto Sentido on Twitter, who we said, took- uh, "Time we did this one." Yeah, I
3: remember saying this name, that's why.
1: Oh, my God. All right, let's see. Do we have, I have another I,
3: one? I got one up. I, did, did we do – I don't think we did this one. I, I This is a Levine one, if you're interested. Um, this is from Not12W8. Um, Simmons, Maxi and a first for Levine and, like, Sadoransky.
1: For Levine and sataransky Yeah, I would do that. I would do that. I think Levine's really good. He just had an insane season, uh, you know, shooting from everywhere and, and just completely raised his efficiency. He still, I think he still has room to get better. Um, Yeah, I would be super excited if the Sixers got Zach Levine. Emily, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I would do it. I just, I am more hesitant to trade Maxi just because I dislike yeah. him. He's just such a delight. But, I mean, on on paper and in life, it's a good trade. It just makes me sad.
1: No, and the, the other thing is, like, I think that Matthew would be the starting point guard if you can get Levine. So I, I think they would probably try to avoid that because Levine is on the ball a lot, but he's not a point guard. So they would still need a guy, you know, to run the offense. Uh, Dan, would you do that trade? Uh, I'd actually be a little hesitant to do that trade just
3: because of the assets you're giving up. You know, I talked about just now, you know, you could trade Levine later if you think Lillard becomes available. Um, when you give a first, that's basically you know two fewer first you have to trade because you can't trade, you know the the next year's first, and then you're also giving up a really good young asset in Maxi who again could have a role if if Ben's gone. So if you're absolutely sure you're not going to be able to get a superstar this year, and this is basically the final thing, I could I could live with that package and Saturansi could play point guard. Um, So I could live with that, but it's not super ideal. I like Levine, but I don't like the idea of if there's any chance that you think you might get Dame, I probably would not do that because I think you're giving up too many assets you could use to get Dame. I would give a first or I would give Maxi probably, Mm -hmm. but I I really don't think I would give both just because I, I, I think that you need them if you believe in any shot at a Lillard or even, I mean, who knows, maybe a Curry someday, mm-hmm. not the one we have, the other one. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, and I like Levine a lot. I just worry, you know, I don't, I'm fine with tr- like, you know, flipping it, like trading Ben for someone who you might trade later, but I don't want to lose flexibility unless it's for the guy. Right. So if Levine's right. the final guy, then so be it. But if if you if you have Dame uh, set in your sights at any point, then then you you I think you need to hold on to your flex.
1: Yeah, and the other thing that isn't public that uh, could it could become clear, you know, as the finals you know end and all of that, I'm sure that Daryl will find out what Dame's opinion would be of going to Philadelphia, like. If, if Daryl finds out that Dame doesn't want to go to the East Coast, he's a West Coast guy and like he's just not interested in coming here. Well, I think that changes the calculus a little bit and, and you save a little bit less because you know that the guy isn't down. Um, For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that'll be another. I don't know how public that'll be. I don't know. You know, and they and might just wait around. I, I sort of doubt it given the reporting that we've seen. But, um, yeah, I, I think it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see. Um, this was fun. Good to talk to you guys. We'll be back this weekend. Dan, do we have a confirmed guest? Um, we have a probable
3: guest. Uh, our probable guest is uh, is Rohan Singh. He um, is a big Suns fan, but he, he's a, a Philly sports fan. He's from New Zealand. He knows a ton about football. He does some work with Bleeding Green Nation, so we'll talk. We'll talk the Sixers. We'll talk the Suns and our guy Dario in the finals. We'll talk definitely lots of Eagles. Um, he uh, he may be trying some weird New Zealand foods. Not, not weird, but like foods that like from or like you know how they have like at like fast food places they have foods that are different in different countries. Like things you can't mm-hmm. get here that you could get there and giving it a shot. Um, so that that's always fun. He's done that on Twitter. We might we might have that in our future. Great. Right. Um, so we have some, some cool stuff. Hopefully we can find a time because they're like 18 hours apart, but we'll, we'll, we're going to try to make it work.
1: <laughs> Looking forward to talking to him. Uh, yeah. and Oh, and get well soon to Dario, who, who went out with a knee injury yesterday. I just hope it's not like a devastating injury that has him out for like a calendar year. But love Dario and would love them to win a championship for him. Uh, good to talk to you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll be back this weekend. All right, good to talk to you. Also, uh,
3: Daryl Mori, I know you're not listening, but hey, if you are, please start tampering on Twitter mm-hmm. again. We would like Dame to know we're interested.
1: Yep, that'd be great. Emily,
3: any buy message his for Daryl?
2: He can buy his dames, like a four thousand dollars Dame Top Shot, and then everyone will know that. That would right. right. be good. That would yes. be good. Yeah, and that'd be I don't be the know first if they time
3: about like NFTs that I wouldn't be pissed off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that I don't immediately scroll past it. Yeah. Um. All right. Good stuff. See you guys. See ya.
0: Bye.